0: A lot of great things coming to Rock Hill. It really was the people of Rock Hill.
1: How many things does Rock Hill have going on? And you get to be a part of that.
0: Now it's like, wow, I want to be there. I want to live there. I want to go there. It is extraordinary. The changes that have happened and what I really believe is just the next really great city in South Carolina. Hello and welcome into Rock Hill CityCast. My name is Matthew Cray here at City Hall in the... Beautiful recording studio upstairs. We aim to keep you informed on all things going on inside the city of Rock Hill. And as part of that, today we have Tara Sherbert, CEO of Sherbert Consulting. That's correct, right?
1: Or Sherbert Group. Sherbert Group.
0: All right. And how are you doing today, Tara?
1: I'm doing great. Great to be here.
0: Awesome. Well, as I don't know if you've listened or not, but usually how we do things, we'll get to know you and then we'll talk a little bit about the project. Um, So. Go ahead and tell everyone uh, who you are, a little bit about yourself, and how you ended up here at the city of uh, in the city of Rock Hill.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, Tara Sherbert, as uh, we said, CEO of the Sherbert Group, and we are a conglomerate of um, several companies, really all focused around renovation projects throughout the nation. Uh, we have a CPA firm, a consulting firm, investment and lending components. We have a development firm. Um, in property management and architectural division. So we are all about (laughs) historic renovation from A to Z. Uh, We love Rock Hill. We've been involved with Rock Hill for many, many um, years and many, many moons, starting all the way um, back with uh, Gary Williams with the Cotton Factory. Mm -hmm. Uh, We helped Gary uh, structure the deal with tax credits. I think it's been about 14 years ago. Um, And then we also got involved with University Center in its entirety, Um, and we've been working on University Center with uh, Skip and and Wes and other partners for uh, close to 10 years now, Uh, starting out with our consulting uh, division and moving into our investment lending divisions and then uh, also, obviously, coming into our architectural and development divisions with the last couple projects that are underway.
0: So, University Center Cotton Factory. Are there any other Rock Hill projects you guys have had a hand in?
1: There are a couple other th- others that we are working on um, currently.
0: Currently, these are projects that have not started.
1: Uh, some of them have okay. started.
0: Okay. Awesome. Can you, can you tell us any of those? Or all right, we're gonna we're gonna hang tight on those. We'll have to have her back on at some point to talk about those. Uh, as well so before we get to uh the powerhouse which we're going to discuss today uh what we're going to do is put you on the hot seat and we're going to ask you some more fun questions about yourself uh you ready oh boy it's it's not too hard i promise uh we've done 65 or so podcasts since i've been here and everyone's passed just fine so you'll do just great What is the strangest thing you have ever eaten?
1: Oh, strangest thing I've ever eaten, probably alligator.
0: Oh, what did you want to be when you were younger? Like Hmm. growing up?
1: Let's see, I started out in college in the psychology department, Okay. and then landed in the um, accounting department.
0: And now you're in developing.
1: (laughs) Still in the accounting, but also in development. Uh,
0: Coolest place you've traveled to?
1: Oh gosh. let's see that's a good question we, we we've traveled a lot and they're all um really unique so uh
0: you can name one it doesn't have to be the the best one
1: yeah I, I'm, I'm just trying to think it's it's in the <laughs> mountains in mexico maybe okay. i'll think of the name here in a second all right
0: uh morning person or night person
1: definitely a morning person first
0: thing you do when you get home
1: first thing i do is get home is play with my dogs
0: a word uh an animal you would love to ride uh, if you could
1: Let's see. How about an elephant?
0: Is a, is a hot dog a sandwich? Dragon. Let me repeat. Uh, okay. dragon. A dragon. Definitely take that back. A uh, dragon. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, what do you love to do in your free time?
1: I love to exercise and be with my family.
0: And then favorite type of food to eat?
1: Uh, let's see. Um, love spicy food.
0: Awesome. Well, great job. I myself can't handle spicy food. And I tell people it's not that I don't want to. I, I just can't do it. My tongue and my uh, taste buds were not made to handle spicy food. <laughs> so ketchup's probably spicy to me. And, and yeah, anyways. That's
1: pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: It's it's not great. Uh, my wife makes fun of me because she loves spicy food. But if, if I were to have hot wings, I think I'd go through about 10 glasses of water. I'd probably <laughs> need a glass of milk as well. Maybe an ambulance to take me over to the hospital. Um, anyways, I can't do spicy food, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, you have been working on a project. I believe it started at, in development as the power plant project, and now it's the uh, powerhouse. So we're just going to walk through the story of that. Sure. Um, the inception of the project, the idea, how did that come about in that stage?
1: Sure. Well, the, the powerhouse has always been tucked um, kind of in the back of University Center, and it obviously um, is a very challenging project. And um, even with other powerhouses throughout the nation, they generally are the last project to get picked up um, because you, you got to kind of find the, uh, the, the perfect use for it based on everything else going on around it. The size of the building is not huge. It's only 60,000 square feet. So we really need to make sure that every square inch of use that we put into the the building was speaking and interactingly optimally with the community surrounding it which is in the immediate vicinity the rest of university center
0: okay and you mentioned this building 60,000 square feet uh, you guys are big on historic preservation. This building has some historical significance, correct? Absolutely. What is that?
1: Well, it's, uh, it's listed on the National Register along with the rest of University Center. Um, it, it's called the uh, power plant because it did provide power for the rest of the University Center old bleachery mill site.
0: Awesome. And uh, is was this, so this was the specific power building among all the other areas? Uh, parts of that mill site?
1: Correct, it serviced over 2.5 million square feet.
0: So you came to Rock Hill, or Rock Hill came to you. How'd this project begin?
1: Well, we've always been a big fan of Rock Hill and we've been working on University Center Project in the um, various uh, phases of it for close to 10 years now. Um, Powerhouse was, was a project, um, again, that, that was going to take a lot of um, time and care and diligence. So we really looked at it for several years as the rest of the University Center unfolded, um, at which point in time we, we said, yes, this project can really be a special, special component for the overall project.
0: So we'll, we'll take a step to the side for a second. You said you've had your uh, hand in the University Center as a whole for the last, uh, 10 years, what, what hand has that been? What role have you guys played with the other projects going on?
1: Sure. So we've played various roles in the rest of university center, everywhere from, um, the consulting division of our companies to the CPA division, um, to our investment in lending divisions. And then we're also co-developers on several other phases within university center.
0: Okay. And, uh, So when you guys, well, back to the powerhouse, talk about a development, is it you guys who decide specifically what you want it to be as the developer? How does that work?
1: Well, um, University Center has been a um, very big team effort between the the city and the city council and the uh, city mayor. So it's definitely been evolving over the years. Um, Ultimately, Uh, the the powerhouse had to be a project that um, was going to act as a great hub for all of University Center. So we all had to be in agreement on what we as a firm thought was economically feasible and achievable from a design perspective and a National Park Service perspective, along with what the city wanted to see as the end uses going into, again, a very condensed 60,000 square feet
0: all right so i'm driving by university center and i look over to my left is this the building behind the smokestacks yes sir it is the building and it kind of has like there's a building but it kind of has a blue building on top or is that the building
1: itself that's all the same building it's all the same
0: building mm-hmm. the, okay the
1: blue component is where the so the coal used to be shipped to the back of the site okay via the the train tracks back there and the in the building actually had a private spur and the coal would be dropped up that dropped off at that location and then it would be pulled up to the top of the building. And there was a giant coal belt at the top of the building. Okay. And that's what the blue component oh. is. That is now the third floor of our three story units. Okay.
0: Cool. Well now now I know what to tell people when the, they ask me what the blue part is. Uh, now, I've been over there several times during different stages of development. And if I remember correctly, this was uh, one of the older looking buildings. It had a lot of windows, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about the refurbishment process of what you guys had to do to take it from step A to, I guess, step Z.
1: Yeah. Wow. That That is a <laughs> big question. Yeah. Um, the, the windows of this building have really been everything from a, from a couple perspective. Perspectives. Um, One, in a a nationally recognized building such as that, um, historic windows, uh, you have to maintain those and uh, keep them and restore them. And why is that? uh, Because they're just very historically significant. Um, So you first have to bait them, get, get them very clean, repair them, reglaze them, repaint them. Okay. Right? Um, and that, that's, that's a pretty big component. But then also the National Park Service, as we built new floors into the building, we were not allowed to attach our new floors into the historic windows. Okay. So we had to build a building within a building. Oh. And so the units actually have two sets of windows in them. They have the beautiful historic window that we've restored along with a brand new glazing system on the inside of that window.
0: So, uh, I'm just gonna play dumb here for a second. So when I'm thinking about, you said the floors can't touch the windows?
1: As we, so the the powerhouse when we purchased it, it was nothing but filled with catwalks and four-story boilers. Okay. Once we pulled all those boilers out, we were sitting there with just a shell of a building with open space we had to build floors within that open space Okay. and when we did that the National Park Service says great go to it but you cannot attach those new floor systems to the historic walls of the building so the only way for us to achieve that was to build a building within a building so I'm I'm
0: gonna I have a little piece of paper here so this this is my really poor uh, first grade drawing of a house. So this <laughs> this is what you guys had to do. You almost did an outline within the house. That's correct. And those parts aren't touching at all.
1: That, that's correct.
0: Visually, how does that look? Cause I feel like to me, it'd look a little weird to have that, I guess you don't see the separation. So can you not see the historic windows from the inside? Does that make sense?
1: It's actually, I'm gonna call it breathtaking because when you walk into the units, they're yeah. nothing but floor to ceiling windows and its new storefront glazing and that storefront glazing almost acts to frame out okay the historic windows so it's almost like you're looking at a beautiful picture Uh through your glazing cool Uh, and it's it's floor to ceiling (laughs) that um it's these units are just all windows
0: So you couldn't touch the windows. Uh, You wanted to build floors. What else went into the refurbishment of that site?
1: Oh gosh. Well, just getting the site ready for redevelopment was an eight month process of getting the boilers out. Again, there was wall to wall from floor to ceiling equipment in there. And taking heavy equipment like that out is one thing, but taking out heavy equipment where you can't lose your exterior walls is something completely different. So the you know the demo equipment getting those boilers out. It wasn't just taking a a big jackhammer and starting to pound away. It was gently removing the brick off of each boiler's and then taking very specific um, demo claws and pulling each boiler um, component of steel and gently shaking it and pulling it down. And that was an eight month process. Eight
0: months. So. Uh... So you had to get the boilers out of the building? Correct. Now, now, was there like a hole in the top of the building or a big space for you guys to get all of that stuff
1: out? um <laughs> n- n- no uh what we did is we removed some of the historic windows as yeah. a way to pull the equipment out
0: oh, so you take the historic windows you clean you refurbish in the meantime you use that space to get all of that stuff out
1: that that's correct eight
0: months eight months wow
1: just to basically get what most developers would deem a piece of land
0: yeah so you take that stuff out and then what comes next
1: n- what next What comes next is, um, you know, our architectural division, they're absolutely brilliant. Um, Literally, they're absolutely brilliant. But the initial design had to occur when we were Little bit guesstimating what was up in the top levels of the building because you couldn't, it was full of equipment, right? But we had to keep design going. So after all the boilers were out, it was like a field day of engineers getting in and remeasuring and retweaking things to make sure that what we had designed to go into a, a pretty sophisticated space with all of the um, original historic truss work and beams were building all within that and determining, okay, how is the best way to squeeze new construction materials yeah. and in a structurally um, um, proficient way uh, to, to, to build units into that space.
0: And so I guess that took what, another eight months to do that part? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it, it, it took a couple months to um, look at that. And even as we built the building within the building and getting up higher into the building, there, there was a lot of um, um constant engineering. We really had um five full time engineers working on it.
0: On that one part of the project. That's right. Um does every building in university center have similar historic significance? I know the Lowenstein they had to do similar stuff with that building with the windows and with that project. Is that the same for the the indoor or the hotel or the, the nest?
1: Yeah that's a fantastic question. So Um, To some degree, yes. So, So all of University Center is what's deemed a historic district. Okay. And even though a lot of University Center is new construction, the National Park Service still had say into pretty much everything we did within University Center. So for example, our UC apartments, um, our beautiful apartments going up right across from Powerhouse. Mm -hmm. Uh, We still had to meet National Park Service architectural standards. That means the height of the building, that means the colors of the building, that means the type of windows we're using. So we have been in constant contact with the National Park Service on the entire project from day one.
0: All right, now if you're still with us, this is where the podcast gets fun because if you live in Rock Hill, uh, you love to talk about oh, what are your favorite places to eat? Where do you love to eat? So at some point you guys decided we want to put restaurants in the powerhouse. Uh, how did, why did you decide that?
1: Uh, great question. So again, as University Center unfolded and the significant success of the arena in um, the pretty limited food options uh, going into the arena, um, it became pretty clear to us that, that a food hub should uh, work extremely well in Powerhouse. Um, so we designed it with a food hall on the bottom level and that has a beautiful expansive patio that is then hugged with a 20,000 square foot event lawn um, that's in conjunction with the city. So a great hub um, along with Middle James Brewery, which is just going to be uh, just a fantastic fun space to be in.
0: And that's separate from the food hall, the brewery. Correct. correct. Okay.
1: That's correct. Um, along with our Epic Steakhouse, which I know everyone's super excited about.
0: Also separate from the food hall. Correct. Okay. But <laughs> all within
1: the 60,000 yeah. exciting square feet.
0: So what is a food hall?
1: Um, so we're trying to redefine the typical definition of a, a food hall. We, um, we designed the, the powerhouse food hall where we are actually designing and building out the stalls ourselves. Um, we want a very consistent, um, great high-end feeling to when you go into the food hall. Um, and then we really looked for top shelf operators, Um, ones with a good amount of experience um, with food that the community really enjoys. And the reason for that is it's servicing a a, um, large variety of the community, anywhere from people coming into the arena, maybe just for the weekend, really wanting to enjoy Rock Hill at its best to Um, the students of of Winthrop coming over and trying to find some food options to the businesses that um, are just growing so quickly within Rock Hill and certainly in in University Center and also our other residents of of University Center which will be living in our UC apartments for example.
0: Yeah so Are we allowed to know what goes on the food hall? Are we at the point where we can talk about that yet?
1: You want to know the operators? Yes, please. Absolutely. All right. So you ready for this? I think that's
0: what our listeners have been waiting to hear. We get a little drum roll going. (laughs) All right. Yeah, go ahead.
1: We are so excited about this. So um, Javasca Coffee, um, that is owned by Steve Bollinger. That is going in the first stall. Um, And he's going to have coffee sandwiches and salads in there. And then we have Naruto, which is um, owned by by Rocky, and that's a ramen Asian noodle concept, which I know everyone loves, so we're super excited about that. Um, Local local Scoop, who doesn't love ice cream and shakes? So they are going in the next one, Um, and that's Ralph and Janelle. Um, And again, all of these operators have other locations and Mm -hmm. and really proven success record. We have Miss Lillian's Kitchen, which is a high-end Southern comfort food. Okay, Um, and that's Charles and Cat Reed. We have Flip Out Burger. Who in Rock Hill doesn't know Flip Out Burger? Oh yeah, and that is uh, John and Amy. And then uh, we have Sharonda, which I think everyone in Rock Hill knows, and they're going to be go by the name of Shalango Taco. Um, and then farmhouse is—we uh, recently announced they're—they're they're taking our largest stall in the food hall, and they have—they've um, got other location. They're—they're they're, they're, people just love their, their food, and that's, that's going to be hot a,
0: dogs, right?
1: Sausage,
0: sausage, sorry, and pizza, yes, sausage and pizza.
1: And then we have our um, anchor bar going into the space.
0: So that's eight places in all of these stalls grass area and then a brewery and a steakhouse. Correct. Awesome. And so make sure I got this right. That's just on the first floor, right?
1: That is on the first and second (laughs) floor. Yes. Second
0: floor. Yes. So so the blue building, the third floor. Yep. What's happening there?
1: Well, so once you get past the the first floor and the, the brewery floor, the brewery floor actually share space with our first floor of apartments okay. um, and then we have three stories of apartments. Um, they're all very unique. They're all very beautiful. We have anything from studio units that not only have windows um, from floor to ceiling looking out onto the event lawn, but they also have a whole wall of windows that look down into our four-story atrium which is absolutely wow. beautiful. So it's just two whole walls of nothing but windows with views everywhere. Um, to, and All the units are, are really different because again, we build units within the space provided to us. We don't, we don't get to choose, here's the unit we wanna duplicate a hundred times and we're gonna put on this piece of land. We say, here's our building and we'll, we'll design with what you're giving us. And then starting on the third floor, Um, That is where we have our three-story, three-bedroom, three-bath apartments with a three-story atrium within themselves. Wow. And they're really, (laughs) really fantastic.
0: I just imagine hey honey you want to go out to dinner yeah I'll just walk downstairs. let's grab a flip out burger you know right what you're gonna see is you're gonna see all these really nicely dressed people and then a few people in their pajamas and you're just <laughs> gonna know that those are the people that live there that's right. amazing
1: <laughs> we think it's amazing we're super excited about it
0: so this project started when
1: well um we started it about four years ago four and a half years ago and we had it designed as completely commercial space. Okay. And then the big COVID hit. Oh yeah. Uh, and as, as a firm, we try to look at everything as an opportunity. So um, instead of crying in our soup, we took the opportunity to redesign it um, into something that we thought may fit better in its um skin based on where we're coming out of and, and also how University Center had developed within that time frame. Um and then the 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 we're about we're about um 16, 16 weeks in of which eight of that was demolition. Okay.
0: And when sixteen it, months I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah, it was sixteen weeks, sixteen weeks <laughs> sixteen weeks. What's the difference? <laughs> it's all blur. Yeah. Um And so you guys have announced a lot of these restaurants, they're coming in. Where are we at now as far as the the project?
1: Yeah, great question. So exciting times right now. Um, We all look a little bit tired. As I said, my contractor tells me I look homeless half the time because of of we're working around the clock. But right now, our apartments, um, we are in the final cleaning in Punch Stage. And uh, we just started uh, leasing those up about a week ago. And those can be viewed at our website, uh, powerhouserockhill.com. Our brewery is just now finishing. Um, So we'll be pulling final inspections, but the space is completed. It's absolutely stunning and and beautiful. Um, Our food hall, we are in the um, process of also finishing and we'll be looking to do um, kind of our final inspections, um, of that space, uh, last week of March. Okay. That's what we're that's looking soon. for. And then, um, next week we're super excited cause we're going to see some lipstick going on on the site. That's, that's visu- visually, um, uh, available to the community. And that is our landscaping is going in. So that expansive event lawn um, has a really, really beautiful landscaping plan that you'll be able to just um, see it right from Technology Center Way.
0: Yeah, and that's that's another good question. The landscaping, and then what will the the outside of the building look like for people to know? Oh, that's there, and that's what's inside there. Does that make sense?
1: Right. Yeah. Um, so our smoke stacks are very, very iconic. That's true.
0: That's very true. And we're
1: super excited about those because um, we have a really great lighting plan that's going okay. to go up on those and light them beautifully from the roof line up. Um, so that that's going to be great. And then the the building on the exterior, um, we really took a lot of care to put more than usual. Up and down lighting on the building because it's so beautiful you don't want it to disappear at the nighttime so when you drive past it it's it's very visually apparent yeah. <laughs> that the pair says here I am yeah come see me
0: so that's exciting so that if you if you're driving by here Come June, the smokestacks might look a little bit different, but in a better way, right?
1: I sure hope it's a lot, more, a lot <laughs> earlier than June. Yeah, well, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. At least by June, they, they, they've been waiting for a makeover for a long time. It sounds yes. like. Yes. Uh, so, what else am I missing? What else do you have to get done before this thing goes final?
1: Um. Well, we've got the. Uh, we we also have a wonderful stage that we're working with in conjunction with the city that's in between the powerhouse and the expansive lawn. So that is in the process of being poured right now. And that will be the home to many, many, many bands to come, which we're super excited about. Um, It will just in in most of the units on the west side of the building will have a direct view right to that stage, right from their units. Mm -hmm. So that that's a big component of it. We also have a um, barbershop going into the space and that's Bare Knuckle Barbershop. Cool. It'll be a fun space.
0: A little bit of everything um it, how cool is it to see a four to five year project start to finish
1: it's it's pretty cool <laughs> we're, we're finally starting to to breathe a little bit and say all right we're we're there
0: i think the only thing i can compare it to is high school or college like and that's just a project for you that's that's amazing um anything i missed anything you'd like to add
1: uh, I would like to add that the, um, the the building also has a very expansive four-story atrium um, in the middle core of it. So when you walk into the food hall and it's these two massive custom 10-foot um, double-sided swinging doors, You walk in and you look up four stories all the way up to the roof line of the building. Mm. And then you also see all of the the units and the windows looking down into it. Uh, When you walk in, you will note a a very um, expansive custom light fixture. And that is a series of eight historic windows that we pulled from the building, and we're not able to repurpose and reuse just based on what we were doing with the building, mm-hmm. and those are extended down in um, in, a, in levels, okay. going down to from level uh, the, the the decking all the way down to level one and then those have color changing lights around them. Oh, wow. So you'll be able to see that from Technology Center Way at nighttime and it's color changing and it, it's, it's really, really beautiful.
0: Man, you got me excited over here. This sounds <laughs> awesome. Uh, will there be any type of historical component to show what the site used to be?
1: Yes, oh, absolutely. We have, um, the, the food hall has televisions everywhere in it. Um, and we fully intend to be streaming historical pictures of before and after um, when there's not something um, more pressing to put on those televisions.
0: Awesome. Well, Tara, thank you so much for coming and joining us and giving us all the good details about what's going into the powerhouse.
1: Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill CityCast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.